0: So, for me, being a CEO, it is to offer something unique, something different, something that is going to benefit people for a long time to come.
1: Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, You've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the IMCEO Podcast.
2: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Sean Taylor of Marie T Private Safaris. Sean, it's awesome to have you on the show. Yeah, Gresh, it is fantastic to be here, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And I hope you are too. And uh, I'm good. Perfect. Perfect. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Sean so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Sean runs a small niche safari business called Mariti Private Safaris. The safari business specializes in private safaris throughout Africa for couples, small groups of friends and families wanting a more intimate safari experience. The business has been running since 2011 and started out as a passion for the African bush and the animals that live in it. Sean, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am here. I'm ready. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I want to hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? When did you get started with the business? Yeah, 100%. So
0: I um, it kind of was a no-brainer for me in the beginning. I've always always been absolutely fascinated with uh, with wildlife and uh, the outdoors, um, everything to do with the outdoors, whether it be trees, plants, animals, whatever it was. And uh, growing up in Africa, you kind of don't really have much of do anything else but spend your time outdoors, um, especially during the '80s. Um, so uh, it was—it was, it was almost—it was always a no-brainer for me. I kind of grew up um, moving. We had family that had uh, farms in Zimbabwe uh, that we used to move between, um, and the areas between uh, South Africa and Zimbabwe were quite wild. So it was almost like doing an extended game drive on the way to the farm, which was just so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of just snowballed from there. Um, just had a had a complete obsession, really, with uh, with everything to do with the outdoors. Uh, finished up with school, um, and uh, along with a passion of, of uh, with wildlife and and everything that goes with it, I'm also very passionate about people. Um, and initially, uh, kind of people were like, "Well, you know, if you enjoy wildlife and outdoors, maybe you should look at becoming a veterinarian or something like that." But because I'm passionate about people as well, I kind of figured out uh, quite early on that I wanted to mesh the two. So I wanted to have an opportunity to still be in the outdoors, but also bring people of different races, different creeds, different backgrounds, and introduce them to the outdoors and introduce them to the African bush and try and kind of um, instill a different way of thinking uh, and a more kind of simplistic thing. And the most awesome thing about being out in the bush is the fact that you just live in the moments, 24 seven. You're not thinking about anything else. When you're walking, When you're driving in the vehicle, anything could happen at any given moment. And living in that moment um, is something that we tend to not really have much of a choice to do these days in the modern world. And to give that kind of experience back to my fellow man is kind of why I still do this and why I'm so passionate about it
2: nice absolutely you know appreciate that and definitely you know sounds like you're given a, a phenomenal gift the gift of you know experience and as you said to have many you know different people from different places different walks of life be able to kind of experience that and rather than you know as as you said well i, I kind of heard the entrepreneurial um mentality i guess rather than saying oh you can only do it this way or you have to do it this way you were able to mesh those two interests that you had into something phenomenal that you're doing and providing loads of uh, awesome experiences for people so i think that's phenomenal
0: Oh yeah, no. I mean, it's it's you know, there's lots of opportunities if you if you choose not to go out on your own. But um, and it's certainly when I was training um, and kind of building up a, a portfolio, I was working for people. But you know, if you, I, I truly believe that um, a lot of people are born entrepreneurs. You're born with that pioneering spirit, mm-hmm. and uh, I always had that um, from a, from a very very young age. And so it was kind of got to the stage where I realised that uh, not necessarily that I could do it better. Um, but certainly that they, my unique spin on things could, there was, a, there was a, an open market for that kind of unique uh, insights into how things worked and, and uh, the introduction of, of different things. And, and uh, I took it with, with both hands and I ran with it. And it was a process, as of course everything is, but um, I wouldn't change it for the world.
2: Nice. Absolutely. Appreciate that. I love that phrase, pioneering spirit. Um, and to be able to understand that, you know, we have within each of us something unique and a unique perspective. A lot of times if we can tap into that uh, every business or everything we kind of touch becomes, you know, it's a little bit different, a little bit more unique because um, we're running it or we started it or, or something along those lines. And so um, I know we're talking about your, your, your business, your private safari business. Could you take us through a little bit more on how it works and how exactly you serve the clients that you work with? Yeah, absolutely. So um
0: I generally will take um, kind of small uh, small groups as you mentioned. Um, I don't do group safari so I, I do it purposely um, because I like to get to know who I'm, who I'm on Safari with. So if I've got a couple with me or family or, or, or you know a group of friends with me, I get to know each individual. Um, and a private safari is um, is fantastic because you get to know your guests, as I said, But more importantly, your guests kind of are able to share what they are interested in. So, you know, if you do a group safari, you might, you know, the majority of people obviously want to see the big five, you know, the lion, the elephant, the leopard, the rhino, the buffalo, those kind of things everyone wants to see. Mm -hmm. But you do get, uh, as I call them, the little mice in the background who are quite quiet and introverted, but they might be interested in trees or mm. flowers or something like that. And um, that's what a private safari is all about. You get to know your guests and, you know, sitting around the fire one night, someone might mention something about being interested in birds and you've got the opportunity then to go out the next morning and um, and start introducing them to the birds. And, and it's the thing I love most about a private safari is because you get to share in everyone's joy. In terms of everyone gets to look at what they're wanting to look at and kind of experience what they're wanting to experience, and a, and a private safari for me, it's just um, it's just the best way to experience anything. Really, I'm not even you know I'm, I'm not even talking about a, a safari, you know, a private tour or you know a private get together. It's always awesome to have a small group of people who are passionate about something because it just it just builds and builds and it kind of causes a snowball effect. And by the end of the safari everyone just knows everything about everyone and everyone knows everything about what they like and what they don't like. And it is just, oh man, I I never get tired of it. It's just so much fun. And it also brings people out of their shells, you know, people who tend to be quite introverted. As soon as they start getting their interests taken uh, heed of, um, they tend to open up a little bit more and, um, and return home feeling that they've actually experienced uh, a, a group, Holiday with their family, but have also had their individual experiences met, and I love that. I mean, for me, that's that's really key for every single one of my safaris.
2: Nice. I absolutely appreciate that. And, and I can definitely imagine, you know, getting that opportunity to have that customized um, experience. Of course, you you know, you're in a group, a, a small group, uh, but at the same time, when someone actually says, you know, what things are you interested in, or you just mention it and you happen to, you know, listen and be aware of it, you get to kind of, um, I guess, cultivate that experience for that person while at the same time, you know, doing it for each person and creating that whole entire group experience. And, and I can imagine, you know, it's, it's very exciting because you get that opportunity to have, what sounds like probably not the same experience each time that you go out because each person has their own thing that they're looking for, their own thing that kind of piques their interest.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, you know, every day is different. I mean, you can drive on the same piece of, of, uh, of road, um, you know, driving out of camp or back into camp. And there's always a different animal, a different bird, a different scenario. Sometimes the elephants push the trees over and you've got to create your own little road to get out of camp. Every mm-hmm. single day is different. Um, and, you know, sometimes the guests won't even really mention what they're interested in. Perhaps maybe you're busy driving and it's a quiet kind of time, kind of mid-morning, the animals are kind of moving off into the bush and you just kind of here in the background someone mentioned oh you know like that bird I saw this morning was quite interesting so it also mm. teaches you listening skills being married helps a lot because having that <laughs> that kind of uh
2: listening skills. I am
0: listening I, I'm listening I'm just <laughs> listening for keywords so I'm not listening to everything you say but certainly if I hear a keyword you'll you'll catch my attention so being married has certainly assisted me in uh picking up these little intricate uh details when it comes to private guiding
2: Yeah, absolutely. You hear what (laughs) somebody's saying without them even saying it. It Absolutely, yeah. It makes so much sense. So uh, Reading
0: between the lines.
2: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, Would you consider that then to be what I call your secret sauce? It could be for yourself or your business or a combination of both. Um, Is it that ability to really, you know, as we said, read between the lines and hear um, sometimes what people that are on the safaris may not be saying or just maybe not even able to express or know that they're expressing it when they're doing it? Do you think that sets you apart? It makes yeah, I, th-
0: I think, and I think it comes from, from my interest in, in animals. You know, animals are, um, everything about them is, is body language. Um, they communicate, you know, to each other even via uh, different ways of body language, whether they stand in front of each other and open their ears up like elephants or they stand side on like deer to threaten each other. And so when you become aware of body language, I think certainly my, um, my strength within my business is, even if I'm not necessarily listening to what the guests are saying at the back of the vehicle, if I'm tracking something or um, trying to listen out for alarm calls or something like that, you certainly do pick up. Human beings are very, uh, not very subtle with their body language a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be as subtle as someone sitting with their arms folded or something like that that you'll notice and then realize, okay, you know, it's been 40 minutes. We haven't seen much. We need to now. I'm sitting with my head down, having a look and tracking. I need to get this person involved in what I'm doing. So it's those, mm. it's that body language. It's-
2: and so um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I wanted yeah. to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I must tell you, I think if you'd asked me this question a year ago, I probably would
0: have told you that it was um, a selection of books and, um, and kind of audio series that I've listened to over and over and over again to uh, to kind of get them drummed into my mind, um, which certainly started off um, uh, the building of my business. So um, you know, people like Bob Proctor um, and books by people like Napoleon Hill, um, certainly you know, all these but goodies. They have um, mm-hmm. they have a lot of amazing information if you're open to it. But I must tell you um, during uh, during this last year with the lockdowns and and spending a lot of time at home, I have found a lot of solace in finding where it be like people like yourselves um, with your podcasts um, and then certain channels on YouTube as well, but kind of scouring the internet for people who are offering things like yourself in terms of other CEOs to talk to um, and listen to um, and also finding people within my industry who you could look up to as well and listening to them
2: absolutely yeah i I, I love that and 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 would you consider that to be what i was going to call your your ceo nugget which is kind of like a word of wisdom or piece of advice and something you might tell yourself if you you hopped into a time machine is that to stay true to that light at the end of the tunnel and know that it's there but understand that you might have to adapt and change but don't lose yourself in order to on the on the journey towards getting towards that light
0: yeah absolutely i mean you know hindsight isn't hindsight wonderful i mean Mm -hmm. you know in two, three years' time, uh, you know, if we sat and chatted again, we would sit and talk about COVID, and hopefully say, "Wow, it was a tough time, but we got through it." And mm-hmm. you know, you've gone from strength to strength as a I. So hindsight's, hindsight's, always, you know, it's always easy to do. But when you're in the moment, <laughs> hindsight means nothing. Um, and so that that nugget is kind of you hold on. You know, you, you your your business. Is especially for somebody who's been in the business, I've been in the business now for, for uh, at least the private safari business now for for ten years, and it's been a majority. The majority of the time, it's been a very successful venture. I've seen what it what can happen. I've seen where it can go, and I don't want to give up on that. I don't want it. I don't. I don't want to have to change, and I will never ever ever give up. And I think another thing for entrepreneurs is that, you know, t- that tenacity, that belief, that it doesn't matter what is happening in your life. You will just not give up.
2: I want to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition oh, yeah. of what yeah. it means to be a CEO. And I'm hoping to have different quote-unquote CEOs on the show. So, Sean, what does being a CEO mean to you? To be a pioneer, to be someone who,
0: you know, there's so many different safari businesses, um, and uh, and every every business is um, every business is different. Um, some businesses might offer the same things, but every business has got an intrinsic difference when they started and a kind of a vision of how things went. And so for me being a CEO, it is um, to offer something unique, something different, something that is going to benefit people for a long
2: time to come. Definitely appreciate that. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. What I'd like to, put across to everybody
0: um is just we are in a tough time at the moment um and uh we don't know when everything's going to return back to normal and there's a lot of people out there that are going to be listening to this podcast who are uncertain with the future and uncertain with what and where they are uh, going to and i just want to say to everybody that it's okay to be to be unsure it's okay to have doubts you know we we're all human we we all um You know, as entrepreneurs, um, as captains of of trade, um, it doesn't matter how big or small your company is. We we all go through really tough times. And for the people that are listening to this podcast who are thinking about starting their own business, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do not hold back. And if you're thinking of of coming to Africa and coming on a safari, uh, you can get hold of me via my website, um, www.mariti.co.za. Um, you can get hold of me via my email address, which is um, safarisatmariti.co.za. But if you're not thinking of going on safari and you just want to chat or you just want to get some inspiration, please feel free to send me a message as well. The more people I can help in my life, the happier you'll make me. So do it. That's all I'm saying. Just do it.
2: Awesome. 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 Thank you so much again, Sean, You provided those of great value, lots of happiness, lots of hope, you know, for all of us, we will have the links and information in the show notes as well too. Um, and like I, I, usually always say, and I feel like you said so well, if you run your own race, you can never lose. And I think if we stay true to that, we, we pay attention to our gifts, the things that make us unique, our, our zones of brilliance or genius and start to create from that standpoint, then, uh, we can't lose and we start to, to really affect and have a huge impact on the world. So I appreciate that reminder so much, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day.
1: Thank you for listening to the IMCEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.